Hello and welcome to the Glass Recording Podcast with Ian and Jem. Yeah, this week it's back to normal. Back to the two of us. Uh, we'll be talking about what Jem got to while he was away. Um, also uh, chatting of gigs that came up last weekend and uh, what's on this weekend and what we have queued for. Yeah, I know. Anyway, let's kick off the show uh, with a track by The Big Wow and this is I Came Alone. Okay, yeah, welcome to the Glass Recording Podcast with Ian and Jem. Yeah, Jem's back. How you doing, mate? Yeah, good. Uh, good to be back. Um, I was worried I might be a substitute. You know, you might have pulled me off oh, in no. extra time because you don't think I'm any good at taking penalties. But no, great to be back. Uh, hope you're all okay, everybody. Uh, nice to be joining you again on Glastonbury Calling. Yeah, so what have yeah. you been up to? We've, we haven't spoken well, for ages. We've, we've got to say well done to the England ladies first yes. reaching the final that's awesome we're recording this uh on wednesday uh afternoon stroke early evening and um yeah just just I getting just, over that i know the women deserve huge praise but i had a part to play in this i just oh, want you to know oh, this let's hear this let's hear okay. this so the part to play on this is that i like you love sport and i've been watching and following the women's world cup uh wherever we are um, but I do have a part to play. I mean, we've got to big up the actual team. But actually, do you know that two of the three goals today, when yeah. this is being recorded, 
were scored the moment the moment I walked outside of the living room where the television is to go upstairs, go to the loo or whatever, check my e working okay. emails and things like that. Two of the goals were scored because I left the room. So that's why they won. So so basically on Sunday, yeah. during the match, you've got to drink loads of tea or beer or one or the other, something that'll make you go to the loo loads. Exactly. You know, it'll be six nil up. Yeah, because I I am a, you know a, a valuable team member even though I'm not playing. I I've, yeah. uh, and T is def- deliberately the pun there. If I'm <laughs> drinking it, yeah, yeah, uh, really excited, um, really happy. Yeah, good, good, yeah, yeah, um, you, yeah. You were saying uh, what have I been? What have I been up to? Oh well, I've been up to a few few things. Uh, I did a, I did a podcast last week with Joe Atkinson. Yeah, I recorded one which was. Good fun. I recorded one the week beforehand. And I listened to it and I just thought, oh, it's really just awful. <laughs> so I just didn't put it out. I was so, I was just like, I can't put that out. It's not good enough. Oh, well, hang on a sec. You know what we should do The uh, in the festive period? We should have the best of highlights of Glastonbury Calling. But yeah. rather than being the best of, it could be the worst of. So we could find moments where where one of us has actually not been on form. We've either made mistakes or talking rubbish like Barbie or whatever the other thing was. We cut that film and we just have a, a kind of a, either a bleepers or a best of or the worst of the worst of Glastonbury Calling. And worst uh, could be the new best. Oh, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I think I think we I'm going to work on him, everyone. We're going to get a bit of this, this. You know, it's like the Beatles, isn't it? These hidden recordings. One day, that Glaston recording podcast in about sixty years' time is going to be unearthed by someone from the Liversidge family, where they say, "Oh, we found a hidden thing." So when Glaston recording podcast is sort of everyone's trading on the the, the 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 sort of physical format of the show, they'll find one hidden, unreleased episode. Uh, no, yeah, well, they've, they've, yeah, we've probably recorded stuff, but yeah, probably not um, that great. <laughs> uh, anyway, modest, we'll better talk about what I got up to last week. Yeah, I went and saw Jess Hellard actually. Oh, uh, great at the, at the Club. Yeah. yeah, he's great, yeah, isn't he? Which was good fun. Which was consider it used to be the old Conservative Club, and he took great fun in absolutely milking the most of the fact that it used to be, obviously it's not now, but uh, it used to be the Conservative club in many years ago, and of course he's quite a big socialist, and uh, bear in mind he played down for uh, Stuart, Simon Stewart at um, uh, the Tollpuddle club down in Tollpuddle, uh, which is totally the other way, uh, the week beforehand, so uh, to come and play in an old Conservative club was quite good fun. Do you, do you remember? So yeah, I was aware of it. Not couldn't go to it because just been too busy, just too tired, really. Uh, but do you remember the time when he played? Because he loves playing in Glastonbury. Yeah. Uh, he's a big Glastonbury town fan. And the year before, last year, I think it was the end in the autumn. I went and did an interview with Jez. I hadn't seen him from ages. It was the first time post COVID, and I was talking to this guy. And then Jez came out and saying that's not me you're interviewing you're interviewing my brother do you remember me telling you that story oh uh, yeah yeah i yeah, do yeah yeah so i'm i'm really scared to interview him or even say hello in case i've got the wrong person because his brother they're, they're, they're kind of almost like identical twins yeah but uh tell me was at that concert was the cool dude on the double bass there oh yeah he was yeah he he's was very really good, good isn't he he was really good yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. he's one of my good. favorite bassists he's amazing yeah it was good fun and um Similar, to, like beans on toast, but yeah. his style's totally different. Yeah, he got yeah. more and more drunk as the evening went on. Jess Hellard, yeah, his stories got more and more, uh, <laughs> more and more uh, lengthy as he went along. Um, and 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 uh, but it was it was good fun. You could tell he's quite an intelligent bloke. And, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I serious. love, I love the man, and I love his bassist, and I was sort of really disappointed to have missed him, 
because uh, he also does some gigs over in Preston as well that he's a fan of. So he's doing like a mini tour. I'm so pleased you went to see him. I'm so pleased you like him because I'm, I'm a fan. And his kind of kindred is Rory McLeod, who I caught up with at WOMAD. Yeah. And they're both they're both very similar in how they play and the, mu- the music. And uh, yeah, um, sounds amazing. Yeah, good for you. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, you, you get up to anything at the weekend then? We'll, t- we'll talk about WOMAD and all the stuff in the next bit, but... Yeah, no, we um we got uh back from Italy uh really late. Um I can't even remember when we got back. It was a Thursday night. Yeah. It was about one o'clock in the morning on that Friday where you were going. That's why we didn't go to Jez and we were absolutely tired as, as anything. Yeah. And yeah. uh uh, and slightly under the weather, actually. Sort of, I've just lost a lot of energy. So it was kind of uh, when we got back last weekend. Was just kind of that weekend was just kind of resting up a little bit. Um, yeah, so I didn't re- haven't really done done a lot really. So yeah, and today is probably the first day I feel kind of almost normal. Almost normal. What was the weather like in Italy then? Were you still in the heat wave or are they over? Yeah, no, there was one big rainy day where we were about to eat outside on a terrace and it was hot. It was hot, which I like. Uh, And it was kind of very, very strange weather. I've been noticing on Normal from Glastonbury some incredible rainbows over the tour and really strange um, meteorological sort of experiences that photograph really well. And there was a moment um, in in Italy where the whole sky sound looked like something out of Tim Burton movie. It was grey and it was black and there were funnel clouds and the wind was sort of building up. You could see something was about to happen. And all of a sudden, this whole wind went down this valley, and then there were like ice balls, um, uh, hailstones coming down the size of golf balls. It was just a massive pouring down with rain, really, really heavy. It rained right the way through the night. Uh, That was the only day. And then the next morning, it just cleared. It went, but it was really heavy rain. But the rest of the, 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 the week was really hot and just really lovely, swimming in the sea. Um, I do have a. I do need some therapy. Um, I need some help and support because um, normally I'm talking to you about coconut ice cream, and on this occasion there was no coconut ice cream in Italy to be had anywhere. Oh, that's really sad. On holiday and no coconut ice. cream. I, I know. So I did go for the pistachio, which is always very good. And of course, it's really cheap because uh, it's the staple diet, isn't it? Pizzas and ice cream. Yeah. Do Ben and Jerry's do a uh, coconut ice cream? They do a cookie ice cream, I seem to remember. Okay, they don't yeah. do a coconut. Yeah, yeah. No. I mean, that was one good thing at the week- weekend when we went out and had a pint. The co-op, especially if you're a member, it's a yeah. pound more if you're not a member, they're doing two pizzas. I sound like I'm doing an advert now. Yeah. They're doing two pizzas and a tub of Ben and Jerry's ice cream for a fiver. I know that that's why I know about, about the cookie ice cream, because that yeah. cookie ice cream was bought from the same supermarket. Ex- excellent stuff. Uh, so, yeah. Now, uh, today I've been um, doing stuff with uh, uh, youth groups um, in Yeovil. And we were talking about food and healthy food. And we were talking about pizzas. And then we created a debate. And I want to share this with you, okay? Okay. And yeah, it's yeah. depending on what side. And then each young person was given 15 seconds to talk about for or against. So you ready to start the challenge? Oh, go on then. Yep. Okay. Pizzas. Okay. Yeah. Are you for pineapple on a pizza or against? I used to have it now and again, yeah. So I would go, yeah, that's all right. Yeah. You see, pineapple is a fruit. Would you put strawberries on a pizza? Um, no. Would you put bananas on a pizza? Oh, I don't know actually. So bananas, that's, but, but that's my. I case. mean, this is this is without cheese. You might put do a piece of bread with bananas and Nutella, like you would make a sandwich. You put that in a pancake. Now this this is we're we're going off 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 piece, which is what we always do. That's what yeah. Glaston recalling is is good for. Because I'm here. Uh, no, you can't have a pineapple on a pizza. But I was outvoted today with the youth group. They love the pineapple have, on a pizza. Why can't you have pineapple on a pizza? It it's sweet. You want savoury on a pizza. Anyway, that was my fifteen. So it's seconds. not 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 because it's a fruit then. 
it is because it's a fruit so well yeah. well well what's the main ingredient of uh pizza uh dough and what's a deer what what's what, a what goes on deer. top what's the red <laughs> stuff made out of uh it it's not blood i can tell you that yeah tomatoes and what's tomato yeah but it's not a pineapple so what it's is pine. tomato tomato is, a, tomato is a fruit it so is a, a fruit. pineapple on you're yeah. it's, it's, you're putting another fruit on you're just adding adding to the fruit basis aren't you y you are but it doesn't <laughs> feel right i'm telling you it does not feel right anyway i was outnumbered by the by, by the by the young people and i lost this argument and i feel i'm i'm losing it to you so i think it is time to move on if I can be the judge on this, I think you win, I lose, but it still doesn't feel right, is all I'm going to say. Okay, right. Let's play a bit of Cosmic Ninja. They've just released a video for this track. So that's just why we're playing it again. Uh, this is Phil. Like a snake running late, not a chase, and you need to know your place. The shame and the aches you did not anticipate. The sick of feeling you fucked it, so you aggravate. One day you loosen the reins, up, they're not fear me. Now we're letting the chains off, so we're free. Pulling down the statue, show them in the sea. That's how we do it in Bristol, we got unity.
that's the web and when the darkness falls. So, so in these couple of weeks you were off, uh, what I'd like to talk about was your time at WOMAD. Yeah, yeah. How, uh, how did that go? It was it was amazing. Really, really good. Great to catch up with loads of people that, you know, it, if you like your festivals, uh, you know, I'm sure that you're probably catching up and talking about beautiful days um, later. It's a really good place to meet people again. Um, it's really, really friendly. There's music from all over the world. And uh, uh, have you come across the Dutty's Moonshine Band? No, no. Okay, so I'm just putting it out there. If you're listening, guys, pleasure to chat and catch up with you. Would love you if I could persuade Ian to get you at Glastonbury Calling because they're great. Bristol mm. band, they're really knocking nice. it out of the park. Ten piece band, do a bit of ska, a bit of hip hop. Um, they are so good. And so, yeah, Bristol band, and they just kind of on the first night they played and they were just absolutely amazing. How um, many of them were there? Yeah, that, that yeah, we would probably need the pyramid stage to fit them on. <laughs> Could the pyramid I, I, stage I, I, be a I venue for Glastonbury Calling? I know with you. I mean, when you go, <laughs> oh, this is a really good band. These are brilliant. That's yeah. my first question. How yeah. many of them are you? Like? Just like there's normally about fifteen. It it look it's less than fifteen. It's slightly more than eight. Well, is 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 it is it? I my my question would be, is it is it rugby team? football team or basketball team uh <laughs> i am going it's not well i could say it's a football team and then pretend it's five aside and just pretend two teams turn <laughs> up at the same time <laughs> uh yeah so no really really good i bumped into a a, a great musical friend of mine a batch gay from bristol who sort of plays like senegalese music and we'll do that on the world beat um show that uh, I do, uh, and he was great, and he would be brilliant as well. So, yeah, there's only 20 in his group. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, so that would be good. Um, and it was just re really, I didn't see a lot of music, but what, what what I loved about it, it was just talking to people, talking to the crowds and what, what, what WOMAD's all about. And what it is about for people is it's a, a diverse festival where everybody is at one and celebrating culture from all over the world. Uh, and they even had, uh, we saw a bit of the cinematic orchestra. So they have like soul to soul were there as well. Um, and yet the highlight for me was talking to the sound engineer uh, at, at um, a, a workshop stage where they were just about to do Justin Adams as playing guitar. He, he's from a West country from Bath yeah. And uh, he was the lead guitarist with the Robert Plant Space Shifters band. Wow. Absolutely amazing. And it was really nice talking. You know, we, we always have some, thanks to you, great sound engineers at Glastonbury Calling, you know, like, you know, Doug and all the guys that, you know, you've had Sophie before as well. But the, this, I think this guy called Kit, he's um, a Bristol sound engineer, and he was just totally in his element, coming from an indie background, but really enjoying mixing some sort of groups from around the world. Um, yeah, really, really lovely atmosphere. One of my, I, I was doing my little bit for World Peace. Uh, interviewed an Israeli musician and a Palestinian group, so uh, that was really interesting as well. So loved it. Um, and yet on the Sunday, it then started to rain, and it turned a little bit into woe mud. And the last few acts that I really wanted to see was on the open air stage. And you know what? Shame age here. We came home in the afternoon on the Sunday, so we missed the last few gigs because of the rains, which is a shame. No, no, well, understandable, understandable. But, um, you know, it sounds like you discovered lots of new acts anyway and had a good time. Yeah, and also a group, I think I'm going to try and get you into them from London called Comets Coming. Uh, so it's oh, punk, yeah, yeah. Jazz. They were, they, we went to see them. They were absolutely in, incredible, yeah. really, really good. So, it's not just world or global beats. I think it, you know, I saw them at Beautiful Days, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'll tell you, you know, I'll tell you what we're saying. So we were camping um, in a in a, car in a, in a ca camper van, and we're just resting up. And we had a really lovely next door neighbour who was doing um, some stuff uh, at the festival. And uh, I went round. We, we sort of got to know each other. I was talking to her, and then there was this guy with a guitar, and she and and. Um, and I said, I think I know you, you know, and it was it was Rory Rory McLeod was next next to us oh. in our camper van playing his guitar <laughs> with his harmonica, just like jazz. I forgot to mention that. Yeah, so he was next. So it was just great having you know everyone around. So very very friendly, 
love the workshop stages you know people were dancing uh, you know to african rhythms and uh, yeah it was cool really nice thank you that sounds epic all right uh, let's play some more music now uh, this is the Rus guitar uh, band and uh, they've got a new track out called casting my spell Of all of you other ships braving the night, 
Sometimes, you know, I get scared of hey, hey. reaching for a hand I find it's not there. Reaching for a hand to find it's not there. Fall on, waves are coming in. Okay, that's uh, Brave Ships there by Ruth Blake. Um, and, uh, yeah, good stuff there. Uh, yeah, yeah one, I, one... I just want to just say I love, Bra- I love Brave Ships. It's a great yeah. choice. Uh, one of the best. She's just an incredible single. It's just such a beautiful song, uh, uh, really catchy too. So, yeah, well yeah, done she, for playing that. She, I think she played a couple of weeks ago at a new venue in Redmore, the Bluebird Cafe. So, okay. Uh, they're putting on 
gigs every other week there. So they got good, interesting acts going there. So uh, oh, keep your eye out on that. Yeah, one. definitely. Yeah, but um, but yeah. While while you're away, they announced the Pilton party lineup sure. anyway. Yeah, and um, while I was out on my post round, I saw the the massive queue, <laughs> uh, getting in my way, pushing me post troll and that uh, all on on the Saturday. Everyone queuing up to get their tickets. Um, but yeah, it reminded me of the olden days that I've we've mentioned this a little bit before where used to have to queue up for tickets and that and and sort of like i was thinking of the sort of things that you queue you queue up for because like people don't tend to queue as much now do they uh well the one place that i think people do queue especially this time of year is is getting back into our own country immigration <laughs> when you get at airports or at ferry terminals so there's definitely a bit of queuing going on there yeah um I don't know. I think uh, queuing is actually something that I think people still do in this country. Uh, yeah. And it's one of the last remaining elements of politeness, isn't it, really? Um, yeah. I queued for the toilets at Glastonbury Festival, the shower oh, at Glastonbury God. Festival in June. And the queue for us there was about an hour. And it was the only day I was like... Have to a shower. To have a shower and I, it was it was really hot you might remember it was a really hot festival yeah. and i was deliberating whether to queue or not uh so it wasn't a ticket for a group and in the end you know what i'm like we, i just started talking to people around me and there were some kids and there was their mum in front and we just started chatting and they were sort of from you know our, our, our area and we were talking about music and what we do and all that sort of stuff and then we just realized we've been chatting away for about 45 minutes and we're now second in the queue both of us. <laughs> and it was one of the best queues i've ever done because everyone started to join in and and that's what i like to try and nurture it, it's a really lovely way you might as well be happy in a queue so everyone was just talking to each other that is the best queue i've ever been in so big up the showers at glastonbury and the, the family I, I was talking to it we had a right giggle but i remember queuing for also and this would test my uh my age a bit in the 80s where the sky bus took off and for the first time ever it became affordable to fly across the atlantic to new york and it, oh, i would yeah. have been about 22 23 i had no money i just started my work and i queued up outside victoria train station to get on laker airways and before it became quite famous yeah the tickets were really cheap and there was no advance booking there was no online booking obviously in those days and just going exactly as you're saying we ended up in a queue. But you know what? Because it was so novel, similar, everyone is all young people with backpacks and stuff like that. We were queuing to get our tickets. And again, I just remember it being such a buzz and the excitement of going on a, a, a Laker Airways to get over to New York, which was just out of our pockets in those days. So that another is another really nice queuing experience. What was yours? Oh, right. Um, well, I, it was... I remember queuing up years ago for um, to watch when Swindon played Arsenal in the League Cup, and um, uh, it was well. We we went up and we got down there and we queued up for probably about six or seven hours. We got down there really early to get tickets. This is a big deal when they played Arsenal back in the sort of like late seventies, um, and Swindon were down in the fourth division then and Arsenal were flying in the top division with players like Liam Brady and uh, so to go and see them playing down Swindon and it was well worth it because uh, Swindon knocked them out after after extra time for free mm. and um, that whole season it was a lot of queuing because they ended up uh, playing Spurs in the in the FA Cup and drew up Tottenham and uh, drew at home and drew at Tottenham in the replay, played Wolves in the semi-final. So lots of queuing up there. So yeah, we, that that was a big year for queuing. Um, going up and queuing for Glastonbury tickets up at um, Virgin Mega Stores in Bristol. Um, mm. You go up and uh, just join a little queue. It wasn't too bad really. Only about half an hour and you got your ticket. Go to Glastonbury. That was in the days when Glastonbury never used to sell out. You know what? 
there's there's different kinds of queuing. The whole idea of queuing yeah. has changed. So let's sort of move this in a sort of slightly lateral way, which I'm prone to do. So what would you prefer? No, not pineapple. We're not talking about pineapple now. We've moved it on. We're talking about queuing. What would you prefer to be in that kind of queue in a physical queue or a digital queue? Because you know what? My son was in a digital queue, as a lot of people want to see well-known groups are, to get tickets online. So you're waiting to get your browser and you're waiting to get yourself in the queue when like Taylor Swift tickets or uh, yeah, yeah, Arctic yeah. Monkeys are queuing or Glastonbury Festival. You're queuing and you're queuing and everyone's like, that's still a queue, isn't it? Well, and I would much personally prefer to be in a physical queue. No, no, I'd rather be in a physical an online queue, queue because I know that I've done the effort to do it. And then and two or three, a few times on these digital ones, I've got to the front and then you go and and the the whole thing it says you've got tickets, then all of a sudden you've lost your tickets and they've yeah. disappeared. Yeah. So it, it doesn't work. Whereas like if you're in a physical queue, you get to the fr- get to the ticket office, you get your tickets. Yeah. You know, so I'd rather go in a physical queue any day. Yeah. I, I, I would agree. And I think I think it's quite stressful. If you've something yeah. you really love, that's why I like small gigs and small venues, you know, where you don't have to worry about things like that. Uh, I don't like the idea of being in a digital queue. Um, It's it's, it's a bit easier now in, should we just say, Glastonbury South Somerset because the the Wi-Fi is generally okay. I remember when I was living over on the other side of the Mendips towards Bristol Way, had no Wi-Fi and being in a queue for Glastonbury Festival and just being timed out because I, I had such a weak Wi-Fi signal. And that's really stressful. Yeah. So give me a physical queue any day. I do not like digital queues. Right. Here's here's another. Here's one of my ideas now. Okay. I, I, I hear the, I hear the wor- worry now coming on. <laughs> you'd, you'll like this one. Okay, go for it. You, you, you know how... Um, people are doing things to support record stores. Yeah. Um, so when they do their record releases and record release days in record stores, especially the massive artists who, who organise in gigs in Wembley or whatever, they should put on sale like about 50 albums in each of these small record stores and put 50 tickets on sale. So you get an album and a ticket for whatever, say, you know, the tickets are days are they're about eighty to hundred quid, aren't they? For say, like you were saying with Taylor Swift ticket, and you get like a nice physical souvenir ticket as well, something mm. to keep hold of, mm. not a digital barcode thing. And uh, also, alongside that, you get your album as well. You get a special uh, release album, and then that would support record stores even better because people would go and queue at the record stores as well. I like that idea. I know one musician that probably would really love to do it and probably already yeah. has, which is Frank Turner. He'd be well up for that. Yeah, I uh, think a lot of people, if, yeah. if someone put it, if someone put it to Taylor Swift, someone put it to Coldplay, if someone, some of these, they would, they would do it. I'm sure they would. You know? I've, I've it, still got like, some of my gig tickets. I haven't got many left, but yeah. uh, I've still got my Steely Dan tickets in my Steely Dan CD, even though I have Steely Dan vinyl. Have I mentioned Steely Dan too many times or not enough yeah, yet? Yeah. You mentioned Steely Dan too many times. Oh, Let's terrible. play some music. <laughs> right, this is uh, John G. Revelator, who's playing down King Arthur on Thursday. Uh, it's a track called Hope. Socially distant now, we can't get too close We're staying indoors in pajamas and baggy clothes How long it lasts, well, nobody knows But the impossible is every day since all this arose It's free-falling economies are shot 
We're making do and mending, getting by on what we've got. They tell us to wear masks and gloves, just nipping down the shops. And we're never gonna turn back time or restart the clock. But I see hope. Yeah, I see hope. I see hope. Yeah, I see hope. Cause the girl on the checkout, she now smiles and catches my eye. There's randoms in the street greeting you as you pass by. There's quiet roads, clean air, and great blue empty skies. And springbirds singing in the trees to the first few butterflies. That gives me hope. That gives me hope. That gives me hope. That gives me hope. Hope that when it's over and we're clearing up the vent Hope that we remember how we'll cheer the NHS Hope that the folks in charge will never now forget That blood and bone and heart and soul mean more than fraud and debt I see hope, yeah I see hope, I see hope, yeah I see Society, but good people volunteering and the millions of vaccines gives me hope. That gives me hope. That gives me hope. That gives me hope. Hope that we will never make the same mistakes again. We reward the bravery of the frontline women and men. Hope we'll remember what's important to us all. Health and home and family, non-stop market rise and fall. We can all hope. We can all hope. We can all hope. We can all hope. We all need hope.
Another Glastonbury based artist there, Duncan Beatty, uh, Clean Skin there. I played that for a little while. I'm Yeah, two lovely tracks there as well. Yeah, it's good to have them aired on the Glastonbury Recording Podcast. Excellent. Yeah, so yeah, uh, going on about uh, this weekend, uh, Leather's uh, playing at the Golden Lion, John D. Revelator, King Arthur, um, Songs of Life concert with uh, Tariff and Martin Slater at the Assembly Rings. Those are on on Thursday. On Friday, um, at the King Arthur, Killerton are playing, so I'll be going down to that with Ritz. Um, and then Saturday, uh, Chaz, 23 in the Cub, at uh, uh, King Arthur. That's a DJ night. Uh, Dogs Royal are playing at the Rifleman's. And on Sunday, the Sunday Sessions, uh, at the railway at Mere are Charlie Miller and Sarah Griffiths, and Cameron Scott is playing the King Arthur. So uh, there are your gigs um, there for this weekend. Um, are you up to much weekend? Uh, I am working on Saturday uh, at a library for a children's Windrush event. We hope yeah. we get again. We hope we get a, a nice turnout. You never know in the holiday time. So that's just in the morning. Uh, nothing planned yet, I think. We may just enjoy the garden, go on a walk. But uh, we were talking about this, weren't we, about the possibility of going to the railway inns. Haven't been to yeah, yeah. the railway inn uh, for absolutely ages and love Sarah Griffith and also uh, Charlie Miller. Yeah, And, uh, yeah, uh, it will be uh, really nice um, to... Um, to go to that so that is the plan uh yeah and in talking about charlie miller i've got myself all confused but i just need to mention and give a big shout out if we rewind the conversation back to womad rewinding uh had a nice catch up with ursula um zz birmingham's uh, daughter from ushti barber oh uh, nice yeah, yeah yeah so um again another group that might be interested in playing dash recalling so if yeah, i get this no. recorded out there 
you know, some of these ideas, there's only there's only about 18 in that group. No, I know. I was tapping up Jerry because that's another person I'm postman for. All these people I'm postman for, Jerry, who's in the band, yeah? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was chatting, I'm, I'm her postman as well, so I'm like, almost every musician's postman in Glastonbury, really. Yeah. So, um, so what you should do is you should have like a post event whereby, you know, when you deliver their physical letters, they get to play at Glastonbury Calling for free. Yeah, could do. (laughs) We'd have to remunerate them. Doesn't feel right. I'm feeling really mean now. Can we zip over that? Anyway, that's the idea. So you could put something on their envelope, like a post-it, please play at Glastonbury Calling. Yeah, might do. Yeah, that might be an idea. Yeah, so, yeah, um, I think this weekend, definitely going to uh, the Arthur on Friday, watch Kill It and play. Uh, and uh, the Saturday, we're heading over to Chipnam. So we're going to watch, I'm going to go and see Chipnam Town play for the first time since before lockdown. Um, so it's a long, long time since I've watched them play. Um, uh, they're doing okay, actually, at the moment. Um, and then Sunday yes hopefully sunday sessions but it's like the women's world cup final so what if that goes into extra time and penalties i'm a bit like uh, well we'll we'll just have to play it by ear we'll just have to hopefully england will dispatch spain 3-0 in in 90 minutes we'll see them pick up the trophy the good thing about women's football is avoiding kind of some of the arrogance that goes in you know you don't see any kind of fisticuffs or anything like that it's all very calm uh lots of enthusiasm lots of uh, different sets of fans not calling out racist chants or whatever just being uh you know just decent with each other well i i i think that final spain game is going to be because spain are quite an open side anyway yeah, uh, I think I think we could see quite a few goals. Could it be like three two to them or three two to England? I'm not even going to forecast it. I don't. Not. I would. Do... I was. I, I think was it, you're getting me nervous. I think it's time to go. I'm getting really worried. I, I, I was confident we out. beat the Aussies today. I was confident we beat them by a couple of goals. I just thought they would would have a bit of pressure on them, uh, which none of the teams that we played so far in knockout stages of hand uh but i thought they were the first team we'd be playing who were a bit more nervy about it so mm. um yeah anyway no i uh, you're speaking me out i will yeah. we'll do this again next week and then we'll, we'll do this be next able to, week to sort of relive we'll, some moments who knows we'll, we'll don't, don't, no, no 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 I'm, I'm, I'm getting really worried now you're really no listen 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 everyone <laughs> can you just send in can i just put him put him on mute a moment we don't yeah. want to hear about what he's going to say because he'll spook it out okay, what i'm going to do gonna i'll leave it. the room bye everyone anyway yeah we'll say goodbye to everyone thanks for listening uh, we're going to finish up with one of the acts playing at railway on s- sunday This is Breaking Loose by Charlie Miller. Thanks a lot, Jem. Nice to have you back. Let me in, I've got to dance that floor He said, 